curiosity is a muscle. Mm-hmm. And that and if you don't work the muscle out and you don't go through the actions of actually intentionally trying to be curious, mm-hmm. it, it, it um, atrophies. Hey, Dan. Hey, George. What do you have for us today? I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's something that as a kid, uh, what's a food or maybe a drink for that matter, that as a kid you really didn't like, mm-hmm. but as you grew up, you acquired the taste for it? Mm. Uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Without question. Um tomatoes oh you didn't like, like tomatoes just, as a I kid can, i didn't but i can just pop them right now like cherry tomatoes they're great i can eat them like an like an apple uh let's see what else those two would probably the there is really only one food anymore that i still i will try about every two or three years to like it. it's cottage cheese. cottage cheese i'm with you i know you how on healthy that. it is i know how healthy it is and i see people eat it. i'm like man i love cheese i like milk I know how healthy it is. So I'm try it milk. And uh, I try it and I just, I just can't do it. I mean, I've had cottage cheese with like a fruit salad. It's all right. Like I'll eat it back to the whole, I'll, I'll try it, but I don't really want it. Mm-mm. That's not what this episode's about. Um, what did, okay, let's use the coffee one. Cause I'm with you coffee. I hated coffee. Um, mm-hmm. especially when I first started trying it, it had to have a lot of milk and a lot of sugar and mm-hmm. preferably a lot of chocolate in it. You know, what, what did you do to acquire the taste for coffee? Uh, took way too many, uh, college credits my <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> Gotta drink for something to study. Seriously though. Uh, I really didn't start drinking coffee until college. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I think I was just cramming for a whole bunch of finals, either my, one of my freshman semesters and would make a pot of coffee. And before I know it, I was like, Oh, okay. I like this. And then I would go to a coffee shop yeah. to read or study or whatever and get a coffee. And then before you know it, it's like, yeah, I really enjoy coffee, but yeah, growing up, I would try my parents' coffee and I just, I couldn't stand it. Absolutely hated it. But so yeah, that one came out of necessity. I needed the benefit of the experience of drinking. Yeah, coffee. but you were willing. You were willing to push yourself through kind of the pain of the mm-hmm. taste that you didn't mm-hmm. like to get to the result, mm-hmm. which was the caffeine. Yeah, um, and then that turned into something that now. I mean, I know you go through phases of of trying to come off caffeine, but like you like coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love the taste. Really enjoy <laughs> it. Like lattes, cappuccinos, drip coffee pour over coffee. I mean, really, I, I like a lot of coffee. <laughs> and you're not Tiram- too picky Tiramisu. Tiram- I mean, <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, this, this theme for me has been kind of rattling around in my head of the fact that I think that some of the greatest entrepreneurs, some of the greatest innovators, some of the greatest um, product people, mm-hmm. that's the name of our podcast. Mm-hmm are ones that tasted more things mm-hmm. or, or tried, tried more things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, over the years, you know, I've had a number of different people reach out to us and say, Hey, I really want to work at Crema. And, um, 
a lot the big question is, is like, what would, what does it take? What do I need to do? What do I need to get better at? Or maybe they're coming right out of college or they're shifting in their career. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're young, one of the first things I'll, I, I say is, you know, like, have you, have you tried enough experiences yet? Mm-hmm. Cause there's this expectation when you're in college. And I think we're kind of trained this as we're going through K through 12 is like, you have to be really confident about what you're going to do for the rest of your life as soon as you graduate college and you go get the career job that you, you know, you stay in forever. But have you actually, have you tried it? Have you tried looking around at what, what the world has to offer? Um, have you tried more things? And looking back to myself, when I was a contract freelance designer, um, I think the only thing that really made me stand out, I would not say I was the greatest designer in the world. It's just that I was willing to go try more designs than anybody else. Whether that's actually creating more design, like actually sitting down and just trying to make something or right. mimicking something that somebody else has done. Or uh, let's see, I went out on my own 2008, 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And the um, Apple App Store, the mobile um, iOS App Store came out in 2008. I downloaded every app, mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. single app that came out on that app store and was just like, Ooh, how do they do that? What's that? Why is that interface like that? Skewmorphism. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic, but like, how did they approach this? And, um, it was just about trying more things. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as you think about, about teams mm-hmm. or, or gaining or constantly improving. That's one of our core values at Crema. What are areas that you think that people just need to be trying more things, tasting mm-hmm. more things? Where, where can we be building a kind of a repertoire of, of, of experiences, mm-hmm. either in our skill or in life? Yeah, it's interesting. There's, and there's a couple different ways to look at what you're talking about. There are, so in your case, um, the, if you had to narrow it into maybe the one, and we'll call it a wide area, because it is a wide area sure. of design, creativity, artistic type of industry, you, there are still, even within one area, multiple ways of trying to either look at or solve this, the same problem, but there's different techniques. There's different ways to, in, in your case, there's different way to create a user experience. There's different ways to create a UI, um, even within a function. And in college, um, you could even go way broad to where, and this honestly kind of, there's two different, there's so many different lines of thoughts on this is like, you should focus in one area and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. go to, and even, you know, some individuals like, don't go to college, go to like a, a trade school or just go straight to like a two-year business school. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah. but in this realm of thinking of like taste more things, that's for like the general uh, ed and, yeah. you know, the general ed, you know, your first 16 to 20 hours of college, a lot of it's around just general ed and people say, well, why do you think that's important? And most people would say a well-rounded education, a well-rounded exposed to more things. Exactly. Get or taste more things, experience more things. And so I think any point in life, you could be in one of those two areas of like, I'm going to try a lot of different things, like truly different things, especially Mm -hmm. growing up in high school or even college. It's like, I'm not for sure what I want to be. Maybe I'll try this or I'm pretty have a strength here. I'm going to try this or this. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you've, maybe you've done an internship or worked in four or five different industries just to see where you want to land. Um, but even when you decide where you want to land, take medicine. Mm, yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, how oh, many different it, specialties are there in medicine? I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
um, how many, you know, sometimes uh, my wife, who's an ultrasound tech will say the, not the name of a doctor, but the, the title of a doctor. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. My <laughs> wife's an ologist. And I'm like, I don't even know what you just said. What, what, what kind of doctor? Because there's that? that many different. Ideas. Exactly. And yeah. so even in that one, so going back to our industry, technology, or even design, um, I think what you're getting at is like to be not just well-rounded, but um, yeah, it's almost like the facets. There's so many mm -hmm. different facets that if you were to even, maybe not even necessarily be um, good at designing in that way, the fact that you know about it and can appreciate it, yeah, might be able to inform the area that you're really good at um, because you're appreciating different viewpoints. You're appreciating different perspectives. Even if you read blogs about yeah. someone yeah, who's yeah, a yeah. different art or design that, than you are, you can be like, I can apply that mm -hmm. to my own field. And so when you, we think about teams, your original question, it's like we're bringing in individuals that hopefully are well-rounded enough. They have experience not only in their craft, but other crafts, but even within their own craft, whether it's test engineering, development, product management, they've looked at, maybe they got their career started in waterfall. Now we will, we do not do waterfall. Uh, we do not think it's not intentionally. Way, you right? can easily slip into doing <laughs> right. waterfall. Yeah. But they've probably brought things, what they've learned in waterfall to what we practice, which is more yeah, in the right. agile or scrum or whatever different types of um, yeah. development we do. So yeah, I mean, looking for individuals that have, I think taking in a life experience or train of thought, line of thinking, philosophy, whatever, and been able to apply it mm. and be like, I can use that. I can use that way of thinking in my own life. Um, I think that's what we're looking for. I think, yeah, you hit, you hit it. You hit nail on the head. I always just say you hit it on the head, which that, you don't want to just hit something on the head. Specifically, you want to hit the nail on the head. <laughs> you hit, you hit it on, on the head. On the head. <laughs> Um, I, I think sometimes we do refer to that as building bridges, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to take something where you go, oh man, I'm really curious about X or I'm, I've been exploring this, this thing, even right before we got on this episode, we were talking about clubhouse. Mm -hmm. It's a new app. It's on the app mm -hmm. store. Uh, I'm curious about why it's so popular, who's using it, what's it being used for, what's, how's the user interface work, et cetera. And while we don't build consumer communication mm -hmm. social media apps, looking at what's happening in those spaces is going to be relevant to how we think about building enterprise solutions for our clients. Because mm -hmm. we can say, yeah, the mm -hmm. potential of what you can do is similar to this other thing. Right. And I think that really maybe what that comes back down to, and we've talked about it before, is that is that curiosity. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to Diana Kander, uh, interviewing her for the podcast. And one of the things she mentioned was that curiosity is a muscle. Mm-hmm. And that in, if you don't work the muscle out and you don't go through the actions of actually intentionally trying to be curious, mm -hmm. it, it, it um, atrophies. You know, yeah. you, you stop being curious. You just stop looking around. I would 100% agree with that because I've had that in my own life, honestly. Yeah. You get to a yeah. point whether either you're comfortable or maybe it's just kind of, I don't know, you get those times, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, we're just kind of like, okay, I've come, I'm kind of plat. I feel like I've plateaued a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to be like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can eat the same meal know, every Tuesday night, I'm you know, I'm just like, going to start coasting here. Yeah. Uh, but it takes that discipline to be like, no, I, all right. I've heard about this thing. I'm going to invest gonna some time to research it. Yeah. I'm going to read about it. I'm going to watch some YouTube videos about it. And then I'm going to try it, like actually try it. 
And I think honestly, that is hard. It's if you think super about hard. That in, if you think about that in life, like go back to the the learn getting a new uh, flavor um, and into your your palate, into your profile. I think I remember when early days when you and I were were learning to drink wine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, I think we're supposed to get like an oaky. I won't say what we said because we said some funny things. An oaky fence post kind of, you know, leathery cocktail. Yeah. And I'm just like, it just back. tastes like red wine. Yeah, it's red and it's it's got grapes oh, in it. It's got a wine taste. Fermented. Yeah. Now we've maybe since then learned a little bit of the nuances of it because yeah. we kept trying and we kept, you know, we kept looking for those flavors. Mm-hmm. And I think that analogy is true no matter what you're exploring. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like I've become kind of a nerd about coffee and like I love you know single origin certain processing Ethiopian blueberry-esque coffees made primarily through pour over you know you know Mm -hmm. and the reason I like it that way is because I've I've tried lots of different coffees different ways yep and and I go oh this is this is this is really nuanced and interesting Mm um I know now I I'm like oh you know I should try more South American coffees I haven't had very many of them. I, I usually go, I don't like dark roast. I'm sorry. I, I don't drink dark roast. It's like, well, maybe if I tried some more, I would, yeah. I would actually find the nuances of the dark roast that everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah. You find yourself in a cafe and you ask uh, the barista, what kind of roast is this? This is fantastic. It's a dark roast. And you're like, huh? <gasps> Who am I? Uh, <laughs> say it isn't so. But I think, I think it goes back to that. It, it takes putting yourself, we've talked about this before, but actually working through the discomfort of something, Mm -hmm. exploring things, downloading all those apps in the early days of the app store. At first it was fun. And then it became just like work, Mm -hmm. like to sit Mm -hmm. there and go through and go, okay, all right. I see how they're using their button treatments. I see how they're using a slide up versus a slide over. I I see how they're doing list management, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But now I have this mental archive of things to pull from so that when I sit down in front of a client, when I sit down in a conversation and they go, you know, I kind of want to do something that's going to solve this particular, I can go boom, boom, boom. There's like six different dots in my brain. Mm -hmm. But then I go, Oh, well, yeah, it's like, it's like air table meets Mm -hmm. Airbnb too many airs um, meets, you know, Google sheets with, uh, you know, with the onboarding of, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever new app out there, I, you start to connect these dots and these bridges, but only because I've tried more things. Mm-hmm. I've tasted more experiences. Um, it's one of the reasons that I really have a hard time with people that are just like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like that taste. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've given it a chance. Like, <laughs> unless try- they tried it, unless they tried it. If they say, oh. I don't like that taste. And it's like, why? It's like, last time I had it, it gave me food poisoning. Bad experience. Or last, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> or last might have had I, a bad yeah. experience. Yeah. But but I also think we need to be careful with that too, because if I said that about coffee, I would have never, I would have never kept drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. It actually took me going through the discomfort of not liking coffee, but continuing to give it a chance, mm-hmm. and then one day being like, "Huh, you know, when I when I drink coffee now, I kind of like it." Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with beer. I hated beer. <laughs> uh, like I, you gave me my first beer and you're welcome. Yeah. Well, at the time I was not very thankful. I was like, this is what everybody's been talking about. <laughs> Cause I didn't drink much when I was younger. I, I waited until I was older and I thought this is gross. 
but I tried another one and I found one that I liked and that kind of made a bridge for me to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of bridged back to like, you know what? I can sit down and have a Bud Light and it's fine. Do I love Bud Light? No, but it's fine. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that nuance, mm-hmm. I can kind of tell the differences, but it took kind of going through and giving it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that Crema in general, our team is really great at because we have a lot of people that have explored lots of things, even at a young age, mm-hmm. um, whether that's world traveling or whether that's, in, you know, they're into video games or board games or whatever, they have this ability to say, oh, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give it a try. And the yeah. first time they do it, they go, oh, that was kind of hard. Right. Let's, let's try it again. Um, yeah. And I think that, okay, that was hard or... I, I didn't, didn't like, like it. that. Yeah, I think the point of experience is is learning because you can like something and you learn from it. You can also don't like something yeah. and learn from it. It's like, you know, I had the experience, uh, unfortunate experience of sticking my hand on a stove. Not going to do that again. Good. I'm not going to keep <laughs> testing that one. I'm not going to put a, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put a nail in a light socket anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, um, the point is like, how do you apply those experiences? And even like searching through all the different UI or UX that you researched right. or someone looking at all the different processes for managing. It's like, I don't like this because this, this, and this, right. It doesn't work well, or right. in this situation, it doesn't work well. What works well is this. And the reason I know that is because I've had these negative quote unquote negative experiences. Yeah. Um, but, ha- but they have informed and I'm more well-rounded. I'm more, um, yeah, I, I'm just better informed to make a decision. Right. Yeah. I have more information due to life experience to make a better decision than I, than I would otherwise. I think a, a lot of people assume <laughs> my daughter this is, I think this is a good parallel. My daughter asked for a drum set for Christmas. And so we got her one of those electronic drum sets. And I set it up. I sat down. I was like, oh yeah, I always wanted to know how to play drums. I can play like a very simple, like three, four beat. I mean, like very Mm -hmm. simple. Um, And she sat down and in her mind, she was like, all I need is the drum set. And And I'm going to, I'm going to be a famous drummer. Mm-hmm. And she sat down and she started hitting the drums and it didn't sound like music she's been listening to that has drums. And she was defeated. She was crushed because she was trying something new and it didn't, it didn't play out. The experience was not what she expected. And, and it really it did. It upset her. It was like Christmas day and she was in her room having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what, what it gave me an opportunity to come back and do is say, ah, you know what? This is awesome. You know, I know it was hard that first time, but actually let me pull up a YouTube channel or let me give you a little drummer book or something. And let's, let's learn. Let's, let's figure out what this is going to take. It's going to, it's going to be hard. You're not going to be very good for a while, but the mm-hmm. more you practice and the more you keep kind of pressing into this discomfort, mm-hmm. build the muscle, mm-hmm. then you're going to become really good at this. And then you'll have drumming as one of the things that you know how to do. Maybe it isn't the thing you become famous for. That's not the point. But now you have drumming to add to experiences that will allow you to be able to bridge that towards something else in your mm-hmm. in, in the future. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, there was still a, a period of mourning for, for yeah. the, the loss of the yeah. experience not being great. Yeah. Um, but I think that's true in product teams as well. Is oftentimes we go like, I've never done it that way. I don't want to do it that way. And I don't want things to change. Mm-hmm. Our, our users, our customers feel that a lot. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. I don't want that new app that you're making for me because honestly, this Excel spreadsheet just does it better. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I get it. But how can I get you to step into that, try something new, um, build that curiosity muscle so you're still being curious about what, better ways to work, better ways to, to serve, to, to look for opportunities. That seems like something we should all kind of be kind of trying to turn on more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, testing that experience is so nuanced too, because sometimes you can know it right away, like a bad tasting food. It's like, I immediately sure. know, I don't know that. I don't like that. I do not like cottage <laughs> sure, cheese. Sure. I took, a, I took a, a spoonful and within less than a second, I realized that I do I, not like that. I do wonder if you, if you ate cottage cheese every day for a week, would you eventually Maybe. like it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. at that point, science. I don't, I, mean, I don't want to though. I'm science. with you. I don't like cottage cheese. Either. But other experiences you won't know for years unless you like it. And that's when you also have to combine that idea of like, okay, what am I, and this gets into the realm of like, what do I want to do? What am I good at? Because a lot of times you think I have the strength or the capability to do this. Right. But you may not have a positive experience until maybe years down the road after you practice it enough and you're actually good. I mean, take an, an instrument, mm-hmm. those that become like, you know, a virtuoso a pianist or a violinist, they're pra- practicing 10 hours a day yeah, right. for years. Right. Um, but there was something that says like, even though this is hard, I like this experience. I like the sound of it. There's some, some sort of fulfillment, even in the failure that I get super hard. I can see the end in, in the end goal. Yep. Like at some point I will be able to stand on stage and play and hopefully bring people joy rather than like covering. <laughs> hopefully they don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's hard. And even when we think about product teams um, experiencing different things, um, cause once they find, a, take a, uh, take a, a developer mm. um, that wants to try a new language or whatnot, um, it's still going to take quite a few reps yeah. Um, in this new experience. And it's like, you know, they may not say, oh, I'm not good at it. They may just say, yeah, I'm not, it's not client ready. <laughs> I'm still testing. I'm still That's playing around. Yeah. Um, but they have to go through. So it's almost like the experience of, of practicing the experience of minute, you know, incremental improvements. Yeah. The experience of kind of like, um, I can do this. I'm not there yet. I mean, experience can just run the gamut. Yeah. And um, anything that, you know, I just think to myself, anything that I have gotten good at in my life, it's like, it's mixed. It's bad experiences and good experiences all at the same time. It's it's a win. And then the next, yeah, it's a huge loss. Got to keep on. But if you weren't, if you weren't still tasting new things, going back to kind of the, the thesis here, if you weren't still tasting new things, mm-hmm. you will never move forward. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, you know, I, I, now don't get me wrong. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm one of those guys. that's like, I want every, every experience to be a new experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and this, sometimes I have to throttle that back a bit to say, no, stay, stay put for just a second and stay in the rut. Yeah. Stay yeah, in the just rut for like, a little bit. <laughs> keep a hat, George, just keep a habit for more than a day. And then you'll <laughs> know it was a habit at that point. Um, <laughs> but I think by pushing yourself to, to, build that muscle to, to learn that discipline of trying new things, exploring mm-hmm. new ideas, tasting new things, um, then allows you to be able to adapt on a, on a more regular basis mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. going back to some of our themes of adapting as a team mm-hmm. that I think if you and I were still doing what you and I did when we started Crema, 
Kremo would really be suffering right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they, we would be the bottlenecks of the organization. Mm -hmm. We would be holding back the fact that, you know, I've got to be in every client meeting and you need to be managing every project. And, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, we both need to, you know, take out the trash. I mean, like everything right. would be held back by us. Right. But because we were curious and kind of moved things forward and went, what if we did this? Or what if we tried this new thing? Or what should we stop doing? And what should we keep doing? And that constant exploring, that constant curiosity, um, I think has led to our success and also mm -hmm. to our client's success as, as they've learned that posture of, mm -hmm. uh, I've never built a tech product before. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that tastes like. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it kind of tastes bad and expensive. And I don't know if I want another bite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think I like cottage cheese. I don't really want yeah. that, that second cup of coffee because that first cup was expensive and I don't get why people like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, it's interesting. I think the, the tasting and trying new things is a lifelong pursuit. It just, there's different variations throughout your whole life, even though it's a whole life thing. So when you're in high school or college, your discovery or experience new things might be fairly primary from like, what do I want to do? Where do I feel called? Yeah. You know, what do yeah. I feel called to do? You know, you know, vocationally, what, where do I want to apply my strengths? What do I enjoy? Where do I feel like, you know, I can really make a contribution. And then you get there and experiencing and trying new things might be more like, okay, this is still my pursuit, but I'm going to step away from the desk. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to try this outlet. I'm going to sit by someone that has a different vocation just yeah. to see how they do things because yep. they're, they're in the same building as me, but they're like three or four steps down on the process. And right. I just want to understand that. And then I come back with a new perspective and I can probably yeah. do my job better yeah. or hundred percent in years into a career. And it's like, I feel a little stagnant. What, what can I do? Maybe it's stepping away and trying some level of a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be anything could be a personal hobby, could be a personal pursuit, something that you're trying, but then you're coming back to, again, where you feel called. And so like, I feel like tasting and trying new things, um, it just, it, and then think about when you retire. Mm, I mean, think I don't, about, know, like, I, don't okay, I don't even want, I, I mean, scares me. Just imagine like, yourself at, at 68. It's like, okay, I reasonably could live another three decades. You know, where right. do I, what do I want to try? Well, I, I retired from my pursuit. Right. At least the, the existing so pursuit. Yeah. different things I could try and test. And now I have more time to do it, but it's still a lifelong pursuit. And you, we are seeing, you know, in a modern workforce, a, a thought leadership workforce, you're seeing people pivot more often than the traditional skills-based um, work that we would have seen, especially in like a, a great, what's the word? Agriculture. Uh, agrarian. Agrarian society where you would have, you know, you would have tended the fields your entire life, right? Mm -hmm. That's That's what you just did forever. Now you're seeing people pivot and, and course correct and change and explore a bit more. And you can do that in a modern mm -hmm. way of working. Mm -hmm. But I, I think you're right. It does. It's, it is gaining more experiences, but gaining more perspectives. Mm -hmm. And for us, that's one of the reasons we still preach cross-discipline teams, right? I, even to um, the other day, I was sitting down and talking to Rob, director of um, development and engineering here. And he was telling me about some of the new things that we're doing now where that, like, for instance, it always, for a long time, we've been using react and redux. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't tell you exactly how either of those things work, but I'm, I'm familiar enough with them to at least mm -hmm. have 
I've got a flavor in my mouth. I know what people mean when they say React and Redux. He's like, actually, we're kind of moving away from Redux. We're, we're, we're using this new methodology. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that tastes like. I'm never going to go right in those, that, those languages. Mm -hmm. But I want to I at least taste the flavor of it so that when somebody comes up and says, how do you approach this big problem? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you know, there's this new, this new thing that we use. Mm -hmm. I can tell you a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. I've tasted it. I couldn't make you a bottle of wine. I couldn't write you <clears throat> a, you know, a, a library that does X, Y, and Z, but I can tell you kind of what it tastes like and where, where it would be used and where it could be useful. Mm -hmm. And I think having pulled in those kind of um, tertiary experiences, tertiary libraries of knowledge um, allows me to step in as a designer, as a strategist, as a whatever role mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. Um but again, it's being willing to go, I am actually curious yep. about what they're using today. Right. I'm curious about it. We don't host things on Heroku anymore. Mm -hmm. That was, it just was by default that we was like, yeah, we throw it on a Heroku server. Oh no, I mean, most of our stuff's on AWS or a um, DigitalOcean instance, you know, like that language, just yeah. being familiar with tasting it, right? Right. Um, I was thinking about your, your, you like to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Where, what's something that you, you can think like, I came back, you came back from Italy. When you came back from Italy, dude, I was like, who, who are you? <laughs> that place changed you <laughs> uh, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you went to Italy mm -hmm. with your friends and with your wife and mm -hmm. it, it was impactful for you. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a, a brand new set of experiences and perspectives What's something that you can say I came back and like that, that changed the way maybe that I, I look at things? Mm. Uh, I think practically it changed the way I look at vacation because we were gone for 14 days. I was a long, yeah, it was a good, it was, you took a so, legitimate vacation. <laughs> yeah. I took a legitimate, like it was holiday, you yeah. know? Um, so I think for me trying to find once a year, a longer holiday versus, you know, um, like a long weekend or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It just, that was, that was monumental for us. And then I think from both um, Italian and Greek, because uh, we spent some time in Greece to culture, they, the pace was mm -hmm. impactful. The pace was, I mean, dinner didn't start till nine o'clock <laughs> right, right, in, yeah. in Italy. And you, you know, dinner time for them was a uh, happy hour time and you just, everyone did. Right. <laughs> it's just right, like, right. you know, works to, all right. Oh, it's three o'clock. Well, aperitivo time. And then and that goes till six. And then the, you know, they take some time and just, I don't know, maybe take a nap or whatever. And then dinner starts at nine. Right. So just this idea of really gathering from a community standpoint and dinners were big. They're like a big deal. Mm -hmm. So um, even just trying, we took some of that back to, um, our neighborhood with some of our neighbors of just trying to institute, you know, like once or twice a month with multiple households for maybe four households, right. Everyone gathers, it's loud, it's messy. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's good food. Everyone brings something. It's slow paced. We take our time. I don't know. There's something good for the soul and for the heart when you're not rushing through a meal. It's like, Oh, okay. I see the goodness in a three hour meal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, growing, you know, it's like our culture is a three hour meal. No, it's oh, 20 minutes and we got stuff. 20 to do. minutes tops. Yeah. Can I be but just please? Yeah. Right. The idea of like a three hour meal um, and just that slowing down 
that pace was pretty impactful. And had you not traveled, had you not go through the discomfort of flying across the entire <laughs> world, right. of planning a vacation that takes a lot of work to do so, <clears throat> of taking time off when it wasn't convenient to do so, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have experienced that. And you wouldn't have right. brought that back. Right. And I think that same, that's, it goes to the same idea of like seeking the discomfort, pressing into that curiosity, exploring mm-hmm. something you've never experienced before, and then bringing that back to how will this impact the work that I'm doing today? Right. And I think that's what is so powerful about learning a new flavor, about mm-hmm. experiencing a new country, about learning a, a new skill or a new thing to contribute with. Um, and I think right. that's what I'm trying to get at with, I, I want our teams, I want our clients, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to, to live into that posture of going, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I should view this like trying a new wine mm-hmm. or a new, a new cup of coffee mm-hmm. or a new country I've never been to before. Right. And that, that's the level of curiosity of resilience that I'm going to have to, to go through. It, parts of it will be fun. Parts of it will be annoying and disruptive. Right. And, and then I'm going to walk back and go, I might actually change the face of the way that my team works mm-hmm. or my, my organization trajectory mm-hmm. because I was willing to step into that, that tasting something new. Right. Gives a clearer picture. Seeing it through all different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like that. I think, I think that's where I'm going to wrap it. I, I have other thoughts, but for the sake of time, I, I I need to, I need, I need to go make myself a cup of coffee now. I'm really, <laughs> mm. I need to taste something other need, than this cup of water here. I need a here. snack I haven't had in a while. It's, if it wasn't, you know, basically new or early afternoon on a, uh, a Tuesday, I'd, I'd go pour myself a glass of wine or something, but. I, I don't see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Italian culture, Italian That's right. culture. That's right. Uh, always good chatting with you, Dan. I, I appreciate Likewise. it. Cheers. Cheers. This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alexa Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.